Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Matt Pierce. I am the Learning and Video Ambassador for TechSmith Corporation. Basics of screen recording. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get into some mostly the recording side of things, get you set up, get really ready to prepare to make a screen recording. Uh, we're going to go through details, but we're so happy to, to have you with us and uh, excited just to be able to talk with you guys and, and make you guys uh, give you a chance to progress your levels and skills. But before we do that, of course, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot here when we go live every week is the TechSmith Academy. TechSmith Academy is a free online learning platform that you can go and learn things like screen recording. We've got a new course just released last week. We've got things about script writing, storyboarding, about lighting your videos if you're going to make an on-camera appearance. We've got all sorts of topics that are out there. They're all free. Just go. You can you sign up with the TechSmith ID, which is free to get. And uh, then you go learn. And so go check those things out. We've got a lot of great courses out there. We're trying to add content here and there as we go. So it's it's well worth the time to go see if there's something that might aid you. I want to do in honor of launching a screen recording course. First, let me tell you a little bit about that course because it's something I spent a long time on and it was really started in 2019. If you go to the TechSmith Academy, you'll see it's the very first course option. Uh, we record. We shot it in 2019. We actually recorded all the videos last year, uh, but project work piled up and weren't able to get to it until releasing it just recently. Uh, the idea is, if you've never really made a screen recording other than maybe something really quick and kind of one-off, it's going to walk you start to finish through the process. I also want to just talk about kind of the steps that I use when I think about making a screen recording. Now, if you're watching this and you're saying screen recording. I've heard of that, but what is it really? Let's get into that first and foremost, because I think it's important. Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions about what people do and don't know. Now, a screen recording is pretty simple. It is literally like it sounds. It's recording whatever's on your screen. Now, this has a lot of applications, and I think this is maybe where it might be helpful to think about is, one, are you uh, recording your screen like an uh, uh, application, a piece of software? Are you recording a presentation like a PowerPoint or Keynote? Are you recording the mouse movements or anything that's at, literally anything that's showing on your screen? Now, what I'm doing right now with a camera, this technically is not screen recording. Later on, I'm going to be showing my screen. Is that screen recording? Yes, it could be considered a screen recording. And the cool thing is screen recordings, you can you can make them super formal. You can like really plan them out, make a really polished video from them. You can insert them into ca with camera video. You can just make, I make a lot of quick videos that are one-offs that are going to just be for quick informational purposes that may only ever get used like the one time. And it might be like, let's say I make a video talking about uh, the live stream, what I'm doing. Well, maybe 30 people watch it, maybe 20 people. But after that, in a month or two, no one's going to watch it. And I, I love screen recordings for that purpose because it doesn't take me a long time to make those recordings. And if I get rid of them, dispose of them, if you will, that's it. 
it, they're done for and doesn't, but it didn't cost much. Now, the things that you'll see like in the TechSmith Academy tend to be more evergreen, kind of longer lasting. We invested a lot more time into those. Uh, and so, you know, you can have screen recordings like that as well. But you, so you got a whole broad spectrum and flavor of things that you can do. So let's get started into starting to think about making a screen recording. Today, I'm going to be using Camtasia 2020 as the screen recorder of choice. Now, if you're using a different tool, you could use Snagit, which is a also a TechSmith product. There's a handful of other tools depending on the platform you're on and what you're trying to accomplish. That's okay. I want to talk conceptually about some of the things that you need to know. I don't want to necessarily teach you about using Camtasia, although that happens along the way. Uh, if you need to learn more about Camtasia, TechSmith has a ton of awesome tutorials that are all free, freely accessible. We also have a certification program that will go, go deep. So one of the first considerations is always, I mean, there's some basics, right? Like, are you going to script it? Are you not going to script it? What's your content? Who's your audience? We're not going to get into that too much because we talk a lot about that, but I want to get into some more, more of the kind of concepts, concepts of the mechanics. So one of the first things that I think where I see a lot of people struggle is with just what size to record at. We actually have to look ahead, look ahead to the future of this video. If we want to know what size to record at, the answer lies in what size you're going to end up at. And if you can answer that question, like I know it's going to go on YouTube and I want it to be 1080, that gives me my, at least my minimum size. We can go bigger, but it gives us at least a minimum size. If we know we're going to go to Instagram television or something like that, where it's doing a vertical video, that's okay. You need to think about that then. And that's going to help you determine the size. Now there's things we're going to think about after that as well. So we got we got our size minimum, right? Go to the end place what it, where you need it to be, what it's going to look like there. And then the question is, is what are you going to show? Because if what you're going to show, like how's it going to display and where is your audience going to watch it? If you plan that your audience is going to watch on a mobile device, you've got some questions to think about. Like, is it going to be something they can easily see like this? If I record a horizontal video and I watch it like this, that could be problematic, right? Like, oh, so we're going to want to think through some of these kind of design decisions so that we get the right kind of what they call aspect ratio. And if you're not familiar with that term, basically aspect ratio is a ratio of height to width. So, or width to height, depending on the, which one you're using. So for instance, a very common aspect ratio is 16 by nine. And that applies to a lot of sizes. So 1280 by uh, 720, that's, or 720p is a 16 by nine aspect ratio. Uh, 1920 by 1080, which is 1080p, is in some ways we call it, is also a common 16 by nine aspect ratio. Your vertical video, I don't know, your Mac, if you have a MacBook Pro, your screen is not 16 by nine. I think it's 16 by 10, but a lot of monitors, are 16 by nine naturally. So I know this is kind of conceptual and it's a little bit of math, um, but again, we want to start start at the end, think about what size you want it to be, and then work backwards through those some of those questions. Because when we get to Camtasia, and we'll get in there just a second, or whatever your screen or tool of preferences is, you can then start recording. And now uh, a couple thoughts. If you're gonna record, if your screen 
only gives you a 16 by nine window for viewing purposes, that's gonna be the maximum you record at. Like for instance, I have two monitors. I have a monitor over here, which is a 4K monitor. Uh, it's really big and so I can get really big recordings, which I don't always recommend. You're gonna see some performance issues. It's hard to deal with sometimes, but I can do easily 1920 recording or bigger. Over here, I've got my a MacBook laptop and so I've got a 16 by 10 and it often catches me I forget that, that it's not a 16 by nine. And so I gotta adjust for that recording size. So luckily the programs will help us do math. We just have to be thinking about kind of the end state. Um, and then it's all just relative. And uh, actually let, let's do this. Let me move some things around here. I'm gonna be showing off a little program today. I'm just gonna use it as my, my dummy content. Uh, let me get to where's my switch here. The content I'm gonna be showing is a program called Notion. I use it for a lot of my notes. In fact, I do a lot of my show notes and things in there. Uh, I've got this one uh, page up that I'm gonna be showing here in just a second that is basically, uh, it's just gonna show you guys, like here's my MacBook screen, right? You can see the black bars because it's not uh, quite the right ratio. Let me just crop that so it looks a little bit better for you. So this screen right here, uh, just to, that's my subject for today. Uh, I got Camtasia open down here and you can see it's trying to record this really big area now it looks bigger it's 3840 by 2160 because it's a retina display so if i go to 1920 let me just bring that over here you can see if i bring this in here it's filling up a good chunk of my screen now i'm going to lose a little bit at the bottom and i'm going to lose a little bit at the top that's what the light green bar is so if i was going to record a 16 by 9 screen this would work pretty well now it's it's adjusting again because it's retina um, but if I wanted to do, let's do something a little bit different. Let's say we want to do a Facebook video and I got it once I could do that. That's perfect size for Facebook video. Now I, that's might be my end state, but one of the things you can see here is there's a lock. And if I lock this, that's going to lock my width and my height proportion. So I can actually start to record bigger. And why would I want to record bigger? Simple. If you're gonna have content that is hard to see in that small little space when it's produced, guess what? You can zoom in during the production. And if you can zoom in during the production, that's gonna allow you to give details. Now in this example, it's maybe not so bad because it's kind of just all these links uh, and you click into one of these and it's gonna give you these linked video, embedded videos. But I was making a video this week and this is, if I, let me, uh, Bring up the rest of Camtasia here. Let me just open up. Uh, sure, let's open up the sample project. Uh, when you look at Camtasia, and the recorder is going to be a little bit in the way, it could be really hard. I, I can imagine even right now, you looking at the, this through YouTube, it might be hard to see these icon details. And what you might want to be able to do is see those details like close up, because if I say to you, click on the lock on the track on track one, and you don't know where the lock is, guess what? You could be lost. Now I could say like, okay, if you go down track one, I'm guiding and leading you. This is an important part of instructional screencasting. And you'll see the track name, which is track one and three. I could take a long time to describe it. Or instead during my recording, I could actually just guide you through that process. In fact, let me, let me open up a different project here because I just did this and why not show things off, right? 
Uh, let's see, we're gonna make this so it's a little full screen and you can see, I'm gonna move this out of the way, right here, it's very meta looking at Camtasia of Camtasia. I use these animations to zoom in and I use it. So, so I, it's hard to do that though. Cause one of the things that's going to happen if, if you record just at one size and you're going to produce at that size, your scale is going to get funky. And this is kind of looking down the road. If I go up to like a 250 point scale, it works. Got to move it around to get it aligned up here, but you're going to start to lose quality. And you got to be careful. You can start to see maybe it's maybe it's not compressing well, but uh, through the compression of YouTube. But you you don't want to lose that quality. Uh, you want it to look nice and clear. You want it to be understandable. So I'm not going to save that. So you kind of start to get the the sense, right? Like what we're one of the reasons we're creating and we're worried about aspect ratio is so we're not scaling weird. So like if you ever scaled an image, but you scaled it like only horizontal instead of like by the corner and it just stretches it and like makes the picture go wide. That's not cool, right? Like uh, it's not not the thing that's that you want to see. In this case, keeping the same aspect ratio, whatever you start with, you're going to end with it. Whether you go smaller, never bigger, uh, it's going to be really beneficial. The other thing is, is if you start bigger and end up smaller, you're going to have that flexibility to zoom and pan around the screen, showing off details. This is a big concept, right? This is a tough concept to get your head around because if you've never worked with aspect ratio, I find it very complex to deal with uh, and to explain. But I think the, the thing to keep in mind is pick a size, stick with it, and only ever produce smaller or at the same size. And your quality is going to look great. If you can do that, your screencasts from that point on are going to look really good. Um, so just be really mindful of that decision early on. But now when I record this, it's going to look fantastic inside of my program. Okay, now you should be able to see Camtasia. So here's what I recorded. Basically, I got it inside of this green box. And you can see I just move it around. Okay, now, if I go to scale again, the, the aspect ratio, if you scale this, it's going to look proportional. If I zoom this in, the way you can tell the size is right now my project settings. So go up to project settings up here. Project settings, you can see it brought it in at kind of a weird side, 1917 by 1080. I'd probably just I don't know why that did pick that size. I must have not had it quite in there all the way, you can see a little bit of yellow. That's that's fine. So check out your project setting. And then if you want to produce it to a smaller size, you can do that. And then it's just a matter of getting it to fit. And you might have to resize your actual project image or reapply it to the timeline. But now I can have all of this flexibility so that if I add an a custom animation or a zoom and pan if you're on Windows, same same kind of idea. And when it gets to the end of the zoom and pan, I go up to 100 percent. You can see that now it's, you know, my, maybe I want to be focused on wherever the mouse cursor is. And so I'd have to find that. So you, you can play with it in a lot of different ways. So that's aspect ratio. One of just one of the many things that you're going to have to consider that I find challenging in screen recording, right? Is like doing this idea of sizing. And once you do that though, it's really about what is your content and what is it that you're going to make? But here, here's the thing I would recommend if you're new to this process, stick with a 16 by nine size, whether that's 1920 by 1080 or 1280 by 720. 
and go from there. I'd actually try to record most of my stuff at 1920 by 1080. If your monitor will support that, that's a good size to start at. Um, for our team, when they record their tutorials, doesn't go up to 4K. It's just a lot of data and it's itsy, it looks like itsy bitsy stuff when you produce it down to a smaller size. Uh, they actually do like uh, a two, what would be equivalent of 2K. And I don't, you know, I used to know all the numbers for all the resolutions and I haven't gotten to memorizing 2K or 4K yet. But with 2K, then on Windows, what they'll do is they actually, they can do a, a scaled up inside of Microsoft Windows a little bit, just to make it a little bit bigger. So um, uh, let's talk about this process, right? Like, so what are you guys doing? Are you guys recording your audio first? Are you recording your uh, screen first? Are you doing it together? Because uh, I'm a fan of audio first. In fact, let me go back to Camtasia because I think I want to show off... Uh, let me get it open here. And again, this is a project I did. I just posted uh, this project on Twitter and on LinkedIn, the end results of it. So let me go to my screen again. You can see here we got Camtasia. Let me just make this a little bigger. There we go. Um, basically what I did, so from a process standpoint, I'm, I was really testing out. I got a new camera, guys, and I'm really excited about it. Like I was just testing it out. And so what I did is I actually uh, walked through the steps. I just talked myself through it, uh, you know, and just re so I could get a good screen recording. Because what one thing that I wanted to make sure I was doing is looking at the camera at the right time. And if I wanted to cut away to camera, I didn't want to get an angle like this or this, depending on which screen I was recording on. So what I did is I just talked, I recorded it as I did it, but just talking at the camera, talking to the camera, walking through that process, leaving some time. And then I went back and I just screen recorded it. Uh, so I did my audio essentially with my actual little bit of camera. And then I recorded this piece. And then, you know, it was a little bit of editing. I probably spent 20 minutes on this at the most. Um, it's a minute 15 tip about using Magnetize on the Camtasia track. Uh, and I think it works really well. Like in this point right here, you could see that like I went, I flipped from the screen to here. And the reason I, it was great. I could just cut out this kind of dead space in my screen recording or this, I wasn't asked to do anything. In fact, I'm, I don't know if this will play through, but sometimes you just want to go and edit quickly to get everything kind of lined up the way you want. And that serves a couple of purposes. First of all, there's nothing to show on the screen, so why show that on the screen? Hopefully, two, you're connecting with me. And three, I think it serves as a reset. Uh, there's a gentleman, Josh Cavalier. He just gave a pre great presentation uh, for the Learning Guild, which is a, a training development uh, organization. If you haven't heard of them, they've got tons of free, great content. Uh, but he talked about kind of these resets in, in people's attention. And I think it serves as a nice, just quick reset, right? Like screen, screen, screen. Actually, I did it twice, right? Me talking, introducing it. I made this quick intro in Camtasia uh, using Alpha Track. And then, okay, we got back to screen and then I reset again. So um, I like the process for audio first because once I get it down, I can make my visuals work. I know I can, I can speed it up, I can slow it down, I can add stuff. So I definitely think that that is, if you're a beginner, uh, there's some challenges to it. I don't want to say it's easy, but I think it 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 will make more sense once your audio is set that that you can manipulate your video faster, um, better. Now there is benefit to recording at the same time. Again, if you're you're investing very little, like time, you're like, ah, oh, I just got to get this message out. I just got to get this this report. It doesn't have to be perfect. My uh, colleagues will understand if I stutter or um and ah. You know, just go live. You could just hit record and do it all at once. And that's fine too. 
So I think that's kind of another idea with screen recording. But ultimately, what you want is a process and a workflow that's going to help you get go fast, right? As fast as you can, or really, if, if fast isn't your your issue, to get the quality that you need. So um, definitely, definitely be thinking about some of those things as you're recording. What's your process? Uh, let me let me just uh, share this because I know I'm still in Camtasia. Let me bring this over here. Uh, TechSmith Academy here. If you go to the screen recording basics, I'm much more elegant and I don't mess up the screen at all. But you can see we actually go through and we have a whole course on recording your screen. Things about like, you know, what to do before you hit record. Uh, and we won't go through this video. I'm not going to make you watch a video of me talking again, but you can see things like, you know what, there's things that you need to do when you learn to screencast. So uh, yeah, you got to set your resolution and stuff like that. We talk about that, but like, Turn off your notifications. Uh, use a simple desktop background. You can see I, uh, what I do. I, I just got the TechSmith logo. That's good branding in the sense it's nice and clear. It's easy. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of. I don't have any icons, desktop icons, so you, you can really clean things up. So definitely be thinking about like that part of the process too. I do this in audio when I'm recording my audio. Oftentimes, if you're recording along, you make a mistake. Uh, it's fine. I just pause. I kind of, if it's, I'm doing a screen recording too, I just need to back up a little bit. But if it's just audio, I just uh, pack, get myself back to a state where I know it makes sense. And then I just start going again. Another tip here, if you're doing that, and this is more for the visual, it gives you a visual if you got camera, um, it gives you an audio as well. As I like to do this. In fact, I did this because I was having problems syncing some things up. I just do a quick clap in front of the camera. I didn't want to clap too hard. Um, and then what that gives me is like, I know like where the video should line up with the audio. Uh, and so I think that's just another little tip there you can use when you're recording. If that, when you, it also creates a spike on the timeline. If you do it twice, you'll see two lines going up and down on the waveform. And what that will give you is a clear indicator, a clear mark. Ah, that's about the spot where I made the mistake. So then you can, you don't have to listen quite as much to everything. Although I, I like you that you always, always listen to, to things, uh, you know, make sure there's no problems. You know, I know one person, uh, he makes a rough recording, just walking, talking, walking and talking himself through it. And then at the end, like, because it's meant to be a more polished video, what he'll do is actually then re-record like take that, make the audio from it, um, or re-record the audio with more scripted, more kind of controlled, and then he'll go re-record the audio or the visuals as well. But that's a much, much more uh, process, high quality video. If you're looking for something that doesn't have to be super polished, I think your process sounds good. Okay, so you can see a couple other things about screen recording. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important is uh, something to think about. And this is one that I think you got to be careful with, but it's good, is system audio. So um, we got this course out here about this little lesson about system audio. When you're in Camtasia, let me bring up Camtasia. Maybe. There we go. And you're in your recorder. You can see here, you've got this option for system audio. My, my recorder might look a little bit different than yours, but same idea on Windows. Um, you might have to install something. What this is going to do is capture sounds coming through your computer. Now, this is something you don't need often. And in fact, more often than not, I'd say you can turn it off. However, if you're not sure, you can leave it on and you can just delete it out of the recording uh, off your timeline because it comes in as a separate track later. But it can be really nice 
for some context clues. So for instance, if you have notifications that like, let's say you're teaching a process or system and one of the things you need the user to understand is that a notification is gonna happen and there's gonna be a specific sound. You can capture that sound, which is really handy for giving the user context clues about what's going on. Now, a lot of programs probably, you know, they might not, you might not have sound, your users might not want sound and that's okay, but it's just, I wanna make you aware of that decision that you're gonna to need to make that you can turn system audio on or off. And again, you might need a particular plugin that it, it, Camtasia will tell you what you need to do it. Now, the other thing, and I see, I make this mistake all the time, is if you're gonna record audio through Camtasia at the same time as your screen, check your microphone. So if you look here, mine defaulted to the, my MacBook Pro built-in microphone. It's, an, it's all right in a pinch, but it's not gonna sound as good as the microphone I'm talking to you guys through. And I, you can see I've got a, a few microphones hooked up. I've got, uh, you know, ooh, wow, that's a lot. So you wanna make sure you're choosing the right microphone for what you're gonna capture. Um, I, and, and, and in fact, one of the things, the other thing just with any screen recording with audio, make sure your microphone is set up cor correctly or the best you can so that you get the best quality audio. The last one here that I think is important for screen recording is to webcam or not to webcam. You can see right now I've got this nice little picture in picture. Uh, I like it because I like I, I want to connect with you guys, but it's easy enough that if I want to get rid of me as a distraction, which I think is probably a best practice, you can just turn it off. Now in Camtasia, what you'll see, if you have multiple cameras, you can you can turn those on. I'm going to stick with my my MacBook camera. If you click on this little drop down, you're gonna see a preview. It helps you get lined up. Now, what are you looking for in a web camera uh, set up? Well, you're looking for things like, are you in frame? Are, are you gonna be out of frame? Like if I move way over, you know, am I cutting off the top of my head or does, what's in my background? Am I lit well? Is too much sunlight coming in? There's lots of decisions here. We cover them all in the Screen Recording Academy course. But just think about this. And here's the thing to really consider is, is this what you want? Do you want this here? Now, if you can always record it, and add it later. You can literally capture your webcam, delete it if you don't need it or delete parts of it. Uh, but if you're gonna use it, why are you using it? I want you to think about, so I think a lot about good screencasting is asking yourselves questions. Uh, it's like a good script in some ways. And uh, there's someone that once said, a, a good script is you write, 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 and then you take out everything you can. Keep You just keep cutting it back, right? So webcam camera is great because we want to make connections. It's great to see your subject matter's face. It's great to see whoever is talking. However, it can be a distraction and you want to eliminate distractions because if you're focusing up here uh, in a corner on a button, icon, something that some process procedure that they need to do and you're down here talking in the corner, where are they paying attention? They're going to pay attention to probably most likely to the movement. If you've ever been in like a Zoom call, go to whatever tool you use for web conferencing, where are you staring? Well, you might be staring at yourself or you're staring at who's moving or talking. Um, and so you want to think about eliminating some of those distractions in your webcam. And, and you know, again, I, I don't think it's bad to have a webcam. I prefer this kind of method where I go full screen and then I'll cut back to the screen. So we're going between webcam 
and here. I think that works well for lost screen recordings. Again, it's up to you. There's not a wrong answer here, but cognitively speaking, so from a learning brain processing power, you've got one image to pay attention to, and then you've got one, hopefully audio track, to the voice, whatever they're saying to pay attention to. And if you're in the corner, also moving around, you're gonna distract him. The exception to the rule, because, well, exception to the guideline, if you will. I think the guideline says, uh, there's obviously times when you need to provide from an accessibility standpoint, things like uh, sign language or some other information, and that would be acceptable. You just want to try to not have it be distracting or be thinking about like, okay, really emphasizing so that someone can easily pay attention and do the move back and forth. Because, you know, so that might mean that you're moving the action on your screen closer to that thing uh, to the person talking, you know, the the, what, the little picture in picture, or to like the sign the sign interpreter, um, so that way they're not having to scan across the entire video. It depends on how big the video is, I guess. I guess so. Uh, things just things to think about when you're setting up your screen recording here. So um, you have to think about your project and your needs and then adapt accordingly. And what I'm hoping here is opening up some options for you guys as you look at your starting screencast to say like, oh yeah, okay, I wanna try that. Um, Cause here's the great thing. If you just save your file and then go try something and you don't like it, you can go, you can close it, don't save it and go back. It's non-destructive editing. So your footage won't get ruined. You can just play with things. And I think that's a good thing to remember. And I wanna encourage everyone, if you're making your, whether you're making your first or thousandth screencast, play a lot. So you're going to learn something by playing. So it's, it's, that's the beauty of this. And you're going to trial and error some things. And hopefully our tutorials that TechSmith has put out there, uh, are going to speed that process up. So you're going to have to not get like caught up on the real basic stuff, but you can move on just beyond basic and you can then start playing with things. Um, that will be the best teacher. Take a, take a course, take a lesson, take a tutorial, and then try it out and apply it. Like there's so many cool things that you can do. So we've got some things set up. Let me go back to my screen here. And I want to show you again. I want to look at those properties a little bit closer because we talked about the one, right? So I got my preferences here. We talked about the target capture rate. Here's that plugin for system audio. Uh, this is a little tip. When you start recording, it does a countdown. If you don't need that, you can turn it off. Uh, do you want to show the menu bar icon on Mac that's up here? You could do the same thing for toolbars and windows, I believe. Um, and then you got some options like what happens after you're done recording. So get to familiar, go, go look at your preferences and think about this. If you know, every time you start Camtasia, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't like the three, two, one countdown. Turn it off. And if you do like it and you're like, oh, it gives me a good time to just like <sighs> breathe and then go into it, you know, you've got some, you got some options there. In general, I'd say with any screen recording, you're going to want to look at your settings. Uh, and for instance, I was doing a project recently where I was bringing in images. I knew I wanted them on the timeline for 15 seconds. Default is five, but I just changed it 15. So I knew I'd get that extra length whenever I put it on the timeline. I didn't have to then resize every single image when it was mostly, I was like a soundtrack and then mostly images. I'm like, this is for the birds to do that. So get to fam get familiar with your settings, go in there, look at them. Uh, you know, if you're always like are shortening your transition duration, do that. If your annotation duration, you can make the tool that you're using yours. Don't, don't work. Like if the defaults are like, I don't know any better. I don't know what I want. That's fine. 
That's really cool. I, I, that's perfect. But if you, once you start to realize like you're always doing something, you're always making a change. And if there's a setting that you can do that, you can change it. So it's different than what is there. Make it work for you. Um, even if you know, like you might go in there and change this, you know, like might maybe I'll change this to five now because honestly, uh, I probably don't need 15 long second images anymore. The other thing I'll say about screen recording that I think is really important here is get to know some shortcuts. There are a lot of potential shortcuts here and they're all very customizable. But one thing, I, you know, you don't have to learn them all, but learn a few that you're going to use regularly and consistently. For instance, let's see if I can find it here. And timeline editing, good one to know. I know that I use split selected media all the time. And that's on a, on a Mac, that's command T. I don't remember what it is on Windows. So what that means is, let me go back to my project here. Let's go, let me actually just close the recorder because I don't think I'm gonna need it. So I'm in my project here. Let's say I wanna make a, I wanna split this media in two and I just hit command T. And now I can do that. That's, that's really cool. If I got multiple pieces, I'm gonna undo that so it's, one more. And I got two pieces here. I got these clips selected. Again, if I do Command T, it's going to cut across both of them. So get to know a few basic hotkeys or keyboard shortcuts. So that way, when you are working on your projects, you can go faster. Learn, take every time you do a project, learn a new one. Um, you know, I love learning to like, I split is one I use all the time. Uh, how to zoom in, like if you got your canvas option, right? Like, so command equal command minus, uh, that's a really good one. Cause then you can, you know, command, let's see, command equal. And that's not changing the size of my project. It's just showing like the media in the, on the, the canvas. So I can actually focus in on it. You can see it's just kind of the, what is it looking like at a bigger size? If I actually want to zoom in, there's other ways to do that. But again, take, take a look at those preferences, shoot uh, keyboard shortcuts and just pick a few that will make you faster at screencasting. Uh, so, okay, let me, let me go back here guys. So we can, we're, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I, I, so here's the thing. Today's intent was not to teach you everything about screencasting. It was just to talk about some, some different points of it. Again, I want to point out that if you are looking to learn more about screen recording, you're trying to get going, you want to go uh, kind of high level, uh, let me again recommend the TechSmith Academy course. I'll bring it up here so you guys can see that. Go check out this course in the TechSmith Academy. Again, it's free. Its goal is not to teach you Camtasia. It is to teach you the process and flows of creating screen recordings. And we're gonna go through like recording audio and webcam. We're gonna talk about recording your screen. We're gonna talk about editing. We've got two sections. You can see things like, you know, when to zoom in, transitions, talk about editing audio, what to do right before you produce your video, meaning you render it out ready to share. We also did this last section that is, you know, the process of rendering and then talking about some analytics, things that you should know about, like how do I know my video did the thing I wanted it to do? So check those out, uh, you know, lots of great content. You can see it's very digestible, small bits and pieces. So uh, thank you again, everybody for tuning in. Thanks for commenting, thanks for sharing with me. Hopefully you found this useful. We're gonna be back next week. Um, 
we've got an educator. She works at the University of Notre Dame uh, or Notre Dame, uh, fighting Irish. And she, we know that tough times. And there's a lot with teaching online and some resilience goes a long way. So Crystal DeJager uh, will be back. will be with us next week. We've got a great things coming up. So appreciate you guys' questions. If you've got things you want to talk to me about, you can find me on social media, Pierce MR. You can uh, tweet at TechSmith. I'm on LinkedIn on uh, really Twitter and, and, and uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. You can find me or you can just, you can find my email address. I'm out there or uh, uh, we're actually going to be branding the, the show here going forward. So the, the visual lounge at TechSmith.com. That's the visual lounge at TechSmith.com. I'm also checking that email box, but more on that later. So thanks everybody. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and we'll see you next week. <laughs>